Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Nathan back with another really quick update. I just wanted to take this opportunity to apologize. In this episode, in the second half of the podcast, I had some very, very uh, bad technical difficulties uh, recording from... <clears throat> oh, let me go back and look at the time stamp really quick. It was around the 41, like 38 mark. It was really bad, uh, like to the point where I had to uh, record, go live from my phone. Let me just make sure I have the right timestamp for you guys. So that way it's from the 46 minutes, 46 minutes, 30 second mark to the 52 minutes and nine second mark. My internet went out. So I had to be on my phone and then my phone dies. I had to use my backup phone. It was just a mess in this episode. So please forgive me. Uh, I do take uh, pride in making sure that uh, my craft is perfect and there's no screw ups. I know technical difficulties happen but uh this is episode 20 enjoy the episode uh episode 21 and new seasons season six episode one that'll be uploaded on saturday so peace out joe what's going on ladies and gentlemen it's nathan back really quick just want to give a quick shout out thank you for the support that you've given me this podcast and my YouTube channel. Really quick, I just want to give a quick reminder that Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast is the new brand name for my podcast. We rebranded, we're doing big things. The road to greatness starts here. I appreciate y'all's support. Continue to support the podcast and my YouTube channel, One Nathan Snell. Grind doesn't stop. Love y'all. Peace. Listen, I'm easy to find, and listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Yes, sir. Happy Taco Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Nathan back with another video presentation. Happy Taco Tuesday. Hope everybody had a great, is off to a great week. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope everybody's staying safe. I still not can't believe it's February, and daylight savings time is almost over. I think we got, like, what, one more month on the 13th of, 13th of this month after that. We got one month of daylight savings time, so it's our hour of sleep next month. Not looking forward to that. Um, this is episode 19? 19 episodes already? I cannot believe it. Oh, let me just make sure I got that right. 19 episodes. We're just moving, we're moving right along as we progress through the podcast.
I'm sorry, this is episode 20. I have to rewrite that. I'm so terribly sorry. Hey, Lucinda, good to see you. Uh, this is episode 20 of the podcast. We got one more episode uh, as I get into my introduction. We have one more episode uh, this Friday that will conclude season five of the podcast. Um, season six will start Tuesday. Uh, still haven't really figured out the whole um, dynamics of what season six, season six is going to look like now that football is over. Uh, I'll get we'll get more in detail of that. So this will be yeah, this episode and Friday's episode of season five, and that's going to be it. So thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, in this episode, uh, we're just going to recap the Pro Bowl weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, they got to fix it. Uh, I'm really going to be honest. Uh, this will be part one. We do a part one of the Super Bowl 56 preview. Then going to recap favorite Super Bowl foods. Like, what are your favorite foods? Talk about mine. And then your favorite Super Bowl moment. Uh, when thought it would be really good to kind of reminisce is that I was on the Let's Talk Football the roundtable show, shout out to Nick or Nick Rosario, Delilah Crespo, Anthony Handy uh, for bringing me on the show. We talked about that. So I was like, and, you know, again, this is a good, this is the week of the Super Bowl. So reminisce, let's reminisce. Okay. Uh, this is day 69 of Major League Baseball strike. Uh, there's really no progress with that. Uh, the My latest new segment, Unsung African-American Heroes in Sports. Today's episode will be Don Barksdale. And then painfully, we'll have to transition into the Washington Wizards getting shellacked by the Phoenix Suns and then torched by the Miami Heat. And then Maryland basketball, obviously, the men losing to Ohio State and they play Iowa. Is it Iowa? Yes, they both play Iowa, men and women both play Iowa. However, the ladies, they beat Nebraska, and they also have to face Iowa as well. Then Towson basketball. We're in week two of the WBA free, free agency. Some things happened. We're also going to recap Athletes Unlimited basketball. We're going to re, re, recap week two, wrap that up, and then week three. So if they're not ready, give this video a thumbs up. Like, um, comment, subscribe, share the podcast. Consider hitting the subscribe button, notification bells on. Great content. You're, I guarantee you, you, you don't want to miss it. Also, too, feel free to leave suggestions in the comments of what you'd like me to talk about in the podcast. It's greatly appreciated, and I also greatly appreciate feedback. Super Bowl 56 Review Part 1. Uh, how did we get here? Well, I was not expecting... It to be like this. I my my agenda. I was really surprised by the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm I'm a believer in Joe Burrow. I've always was when he came out of LSU, even when he was at LSU. Joe Mixon's no joke. He's a truth. Jamar Chase. He's proven to be an elite, a, a, a good, a, an elite wide receiver in this game. Uh, Got to give it to uh, Coach Taylor. He's definitely, definitely coached his butt off. I do feel like, however, they have taken advantage of an AFC North. That's really been riddled with injuries, and it's not the same. Uh, we everyone expected Cleveland to come on top of the division. Uh, Baltimore, you know, really didn't address, didn't really address fully the issues that needed to, to be addressed. And then Pittsburgh, 
you know, same thing, kind of need to fix some things. The defense is still still respectable. Offense, offensive line needs some, needs some fixing. And I look for a quarterback. So I think personally the Bengals took advantage of an AFC North that's clearly starting to, that just kind of had a down season, down year. Uh, you look at the Rams. Oh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. To move on from Jared Goff, I, I'm not saying he, you know, they're going to regret trading him. I just was not surprised that I was surprised at Matthew Stafford. Uh, I've always been a fan of Matthew Stafford. I guess my biggest, my only biggest criticism of Matthew Stafford is the time that he was in Detroit. I mean, I really feel like he should have put his foot down and I don't know. I, I don't know if he did. And I don't know if he did. I'm not going to make any assumptions. I'm just going to just say, that's just how I feel. Um, They they they've invested. This this is it. This is the this is it's a must win. Anything was going on, sir. This this is all their chips in the mill. This is the moment they've been waiting for. Um, my money was still on the on the Chiefs and 49ers, uh, but fate brought us here. So. For both teams, the Rams, I was never, I, I, I was not saying they were going to, they were going to make the playoffs. I never thought they would get this far. Uh, but give the Rams credit, give Sean McVay credit, give uh, Coach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals credit. Both teams, well, the Bengals again, like you know, they're the underdogs. So, uh, but I feel like everyone's expecting the Rams to win this game. I'm going to hold off until Friday. To give my uh, to give my final prediction score, but how we got here, I would not have expected the Bengals. Maybe if you pushed me, I would have said rain. I, I would have said Chiefs. Uh, I would have said maybe the Niners. Well, not the Niners. I'm sorry. Maybe the Titans. But I, I think this is just a good testament of what, you know, hey, who can stay the healthiest the most? Uh, and I think you just have two good teams. So I'm going to save my predictions, prediction score for Friday's episode. Let's painfully recap the Pro Bowl. Weekend. First, let's start off with this. Um, I did not watch the game because it's it's not the same. I mean, I'm not expecting someone like Sean Taylor when he took off, almost took off Mormon, the punter for the Bills, then it took his head off. But there needs to be something out there. I mean, it's probably make a flag football almost. Um, so the events were pretty good. Precision passing. Uh, you had Matt Jones and Hunter Renfro versus Russell Wilson and Justin Jefferson. Uh, the NFC won 29-9. Then you had the fastest. Who was the fastest? Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, Michael Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs. Michael Parsons won the fastest man. 
I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Or act like I know this was coming because I did it. Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, Trevon Diggs, Michael Parsons. Tyreek, uh, wow. I, my money was on Tyreek Hill, to who was the fastest man on the, in, the, in the Pro Bowl. So, threading the needle. You had Kirk Cousins versus Denzel Ward and Darren James and Mac Jones versus Trevon Diggs and Darius Slay. The final score was the AFC 12, NFC 11. Who had the best catch? Santonio Holmes. Shout out to Santonio Holmes, David Tyree, and uh, Anthony McKee. Stephon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Trayvon Diggs had the best catch. Uh, and then, obviously, my favorite is the dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson made the, the game-winning one-handed catch and painfully the NFC won. So that, that was a good weekend. But that the main game, the final score, hold on. The final score, 41-35 AFC. Like, <sighs> Kyler Murray had three touchdowns and a pick. Mac Jones threw a touchdown and he threw a pick. He also, uh, I can't think of the name of that, that dance that he did. He, uh, he thought he got, he thought he wasn't touched. And uh, I liked it. So he had his little moment. Now, there were some guys that did not play due to injury, like Lamar Jackson didn't play. So, uh, Matt Jones was an alternate. Najee Harris was an alternate. Honey Renfro, Deontay Johnson, and uh, he quit for the Titans. Rod, Rod, Rodger Stafford, Stafford and Frank Clark, Jeffrey Simmons, and Harold Landry for the defense. I went with the NFC. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, Dwayne Brown, O'Neal, he plays for the Vikings, D.J. Humphreys, Jonah Jackson, Tomlinson, and Alex Mack. And then I know for the defense, I think it was Stephon Gilmore, Winfield Jr., Vita Vea, Hargrove for the Eagles, and Devin White, and they could Josh Sweat as well. And also Jake Elliott replaced Matt Gay for the that that was weird. So I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I think it was an interesting Pro Bowl weekend. I really wasn't looking forward to it. Sean, what's going on, bro? Good to see you, sir. Uh, next year they, did, they really didn't even make some changes. I mean, at least make it like flag football, because I mean, you can't tackle anybody. I mean, I'm not expecting someone to take your, take your head off, but damn. The skills, the skills are great, but we get to the actual game. That's that's disappointing. Let's transition to favorite Super Bowl foods. Um, so for me, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I already have my menu planned out. I know people like to go with you know wings. Uh, Chips, dip, or you know, you're gonna bring soda, beer, um, man, throw a pizza in there. Um, 
But everyone's different. Let me know what y'all's y'all's y'all Super Bowl tradition is. Kyler Murray with three touchdowns. Yeah, what was that late in the season? Good question, Sean. Good question. Y'all, let me know in the comments. Uh, what what is y'all favorite uh, Super Bowl food? Y'all like to either buy or make. And Sean Spencer says chicken wings. Okay. Um, so for me, what I'm doing this year is I still haven't thought about it. I'm thinking about making a cake for the Super Bowl. I'm gonna do a mar. I'm gonna try to do a marble cake. Um, I'm not buying chicken wings. Not doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna get a pizza from, from the store. I'm gonna get some chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. Um, I was gonna get the mozzarella sticks, chips, dip, shrimp, nachos. Okay. Um, I, I I don't personally. I don't drink beer. Or any other alcoholic beverage, so I'm gonna stick with obviously soda, you know, Coke, maybe a Sprite, Mountain Dew. Um, that's it, my the sticks. Yeah, I'm gonna try to you know make sure I have some. Obviously, gonna have a little the little veggie tray, fruit tray. Um, and obviously my condiments. You know, you gotta have your ketchup, honey mustard, barbecue sauce. Um, might look for the buff. Might make buffalo chicken dip. That's that's kind of low key underrated in my opinion. Uh, but me personally, I I am just not a wing person per se. Um, I do think they're kind of a little overrated. There was this little there was this spat on Twitter. Uh, I'm not the only one who thinks like that. I do feel like sorry, wings especially lemon lemon pepper wings a little um, they're overrated. I'm sorry. Uh, I know my card may get taken away for that. <laughs> but double um, no, H, let me know what your favorite Super Bowl's foods are. And, uh, you know, like, what's a tradition? Has always been a tradition in your households? You know, when you, when you, did you what kind of tradition did you start your own tradition? So, yeah, so that's going to be the food for me. My favorite moment, like, y'all let me know your favorite moments of the Super Bowl. Like, what do you look forward to? The halftime show, um, your, your favorite team, if you follow the team, what's your favorite Super Bowl? You know, I, 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 I'm I a local guy, so, you know, the Ravens, when we won in 2000, uh, I thought it was, you know, again, the, before 2000, the first three years of the existence of our franchise, we were not that great. Um, Super Bowl 22, the great Doug Williams. Okay, I see you, Sean. So, I mean, winning the Super Bowl in 2000 for me, uh, I was on, again, let's talk football, the round table. Uh, I brought up Jerome Bettis, the bus, because the year before they had lost and he talked about he wanted to just call it a career. And um, they persuaded him to come back one more year and they beat Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald in the Super Bowl. So, the bus, Jerome Bettis. And shout out to him, man. He's finishing up his degree at the University of Notre Dame. Shout out to Jerome Bettis, man. Um, Ray Lewis is another one where he retired. This is the last, he, on his run. That year was actually kind of painful. It was kind of scary that whole year uh, because I think we had lost seven games. I, I thought the final blow was when uh, we had lost to Washington 
and they have fired Cam Cameron and they have put in Jim Carwell's offensive coordinator. And because the year before, you know, we had lost New England thanks to uh, Mr. Uh, Billy Cundiff. Uh, <clears throat> and that year was a redemption. We almost lost because they turned the lights off on us because the momentum completely shifted towards San Francisco side. So that was the first time brother versus brother faced each other in the Super Bowl. Former Raven Jim Harbaugh and, of course, our, our current head coach, John Harbaugh. So I go on with many moments. Uh, David Tyree, that's another one. The great John Riggins, Super Bowl 17, fourth and one. Okay. Ray Lewis, his last ride. Yep. Um, oh, what about oh, the, um, the fullback for the Colts, Baltimore Colts? I want to say his name was like Michi or something like that. Um, he scored the game winning touchdown. I, that one's going to sneak by me. It's not Super Bowl five. No. Because we lost that. We, 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 beat, we beat the Cowboys. But it was one where we had won. We had a game-winning touchdown. Hold on. Let me, do, let me look this up really quick. I know we lost in three to, the, to Joe Namath and the Jets. Or maybe that was just a regular season game. Maybe that was just a regular season game. I can't remember. Uh, Kurt Warner versus the Titans. Yes, the greatest show on turf. Mike Jones stopping Kevin Dyson. Oh, goodness. Mr. Kevin Dyson. Super Bowl five Colts beat Dallas on the game winning goal by Jim O'Brien. I think that's the one. Thank you, Sean. That might have been the one. I'm thinking of that one must have been a, must have been a regular season game. I cannot think of that running back. I had the game-winning touchdown. I really can't. Uh, his name and his name's going to escape me too. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, there's so many, man. So I mean, y'all let me know your favorite Super Bowl moment. But uh, those are ones for sure. Like you know, again, Doug Williams, first starting quarterback, especially uh, African American quarterback to win the Super Bowl, uh, starting. So. That was a good mo moment for sure. Uh... Yeah, y'all let me know y'all moments. Let me know in the comments below. So let's transition to the news around the NFL. Uh, Alvin Kamara got arrested in Vegas for battery. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say on that one. Uh, I'm shocked. I'm really surprised. I think he, I, I when I saw that, I was like, wait, Alvin Kamara running back for the saints. And he could actually, he could face some jail time as well. So, uh, as they say, according to the police reports, he uh, 
punched the guy eight times and uh, said that he was practically unconscious and then broke his eye socket. So there's still more details coming out. I, I really, I really disappointed in Alvin. I hope, uh, you know, uh, I hope the I hope whoever who, the person that was also involved in this altercation is doing okay. But uh, come on, man! Like we gotta move differently. You know, is it worth it? Sometimes you gotta just got we gotta we gotta be bigger and smarter than that. Come on, man! And Alvin Kamara, I mean. I'm looking. I'm looking to him and Michael Thomas now that Sean Payton and, and is gone to be the leaders of that locker room for the Saints. So I, I really do hope that it, you know that's that's crazy. Uh, Kyler Murray unfollowed the Cardinals on his social media. I don't know what that is. Um. Uh, I don't know why. I don't see where the issue falls with that. I mean, to be honest, he didn't really have that second half of the season, particularly in the playoffs, he was very disappointing. Um, you know, they did start off 7-0. They really weren't the team we thought they were. Uh I mean, deleting, unfollowing your social media, I mean, your team on social media, what what are you going to prove by that? Uh, that just tells me that, one, it's either this is a power play and you want more control, or this is your way of saying, I don't want to play for this team anymore. So I do think sometimes these guys need to really take a hard look in the mirror and do some self-reflecting in the offseason because the Cardinals have a great team. I just think personally, when it came down to the, the big moments, they were nowhere to be found. And Kyler Murray Lee, if I mean, come on now. So I'm hoping that that gets situated. Now, Mike Vrabel and John Robinson, they were extended by the Tennessee Titans going forward. I mean, both have been a fundamental piece for the fran pieces for the franchise. Um Unfortunately, they were eliminated by the Cincinnati Bengals. And then the second season in a row, they were the number one seed, losing. Um, they got some work to do in this offseason. They seem to be okay with Ryan Tannehill going forward as their starter. They need to find some help other than A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. Uh, I thought Julio Jones would – I thought a new change of scenery would have been great for him. Did not work, <laughs> okay? Uh, it, they need – it needs to be more sustainable. They need to have another piece alongside A.J. Brown. I would have thought they would have given another Corey Davis another chance, but I understand. Uh, the Patriots are bringing back. Joe Judge as an offensive assistant. Joe Judge, we all remember, was the head coach for those New York G-men. So he's going back to New England. And the Giants also hired Don Wink Martindale. Congratulations! Oh, 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 oh my God. 
they're getting a good they're getting a good defensive coordinator. I wish them all the best. Um, but again, and I I I, I agree why we had to move on from him. Uh, Lewis Riddick could be he's in an interview with the Pittsburgh Steelers as the general manager. I like that. Kind of wish we interviewed him because Dick Cass, executive president for the Bond Ravens after wow 18 years, stepping down, and Sachi Brown, who was <laughs> with the Wizards, is now with the Ravens. I'm not gonna even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Well, act like I know this was coming because I did it. So, um, well, that kind of hurts one franchise or hurts another. Look, Sashi Brown is well-respected. Uh, I do feel like he got a bad rep in Cleveland. He definitely was developing something uh, during his tenor, tenor, tenure as a, as a working with the Browns front office. I know the record speaks for itself. Um, so, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, now that, hey, we ain't got – Ozzie Newsom's gone now. Now Dick Cass, Eric DeCosta, and Sashi Brown, those are some shoes. Eric DeCosta, I know, is going to do his thing. These are some big shoes to fill. Um, Dick Cass has done a lot for the community, uh, as far as especially education-wise for the city of, of Baltimore. Uh, I know, for example, I know he does something with Kennedy Krieger, uh, does other stuff for the many hospitals, other foundations around, this, around the state. Uh, so I wish him all the best as the endeavors for retirement. And welcome, Sashi Brown, the Ravens. Um, what else? Oh, yes. And Mr. Shot to Sean Spencer. Deshaun, uh, uh, that Mr. Everett was charged with manslaughter in the accident. This happened in, in Vegas. Uh, that that was in, in, in involuntary manslaughter. Uh, the NFL still looking at the whole um i'm sorry not in not in las vegas it was in virginia i apologize uh they're still doing their investigation back in last year december is a car crash uh his girlfriend unfortunately was killed uh, he was driving over the speed limit twice According to the reports, it was like 45. Um, so <sighs> that's that's disappointing. Um, Lovey Smith is now the head coach for the Houston Texans. And on top of that, then Mr. Brian Flores' lawyers come out and said the reason why they didn't get the job was because of the lawsuit. That's why they picked Lovey Smith over him. I think he actually might do – I think Lovey Smith actually might do – might do fine. Uh, like I said, he's got a – he's coming into a situation where he's going to need – they're going to have to give him – they're going to need some time to really build. I think they got a quarterback going forward in Davis Mills because the whole Deshaun Watson thing, we've talked about that, that they got to figure out. Because uh, when I just look at this team, it still has what's remnants of Bill O'Brien's fingerprints over it. So congratulations to Levy Smith. Uh Tom Brady also talked about uh, never count out a comeback. Where's my clip? With oh, children. my God.
So are we pulling a Michael Jordan when he played, when he retired and came back and played for the Washington Wizards? Come on, Tom. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I do feel like he's going to go, he's going to stay in Green Bay. I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, maybe San Francisco could be one, but I think he's going to stay. I, I do. So, what else? Oh, um, media mongrel. Oh, what is his name? Byron Allen. He's going to put a bid in to get the Denver Broncos. Interesting. I think he'll. I think he'll be a good owner. So he, if that if that does happen, he'll be the first majority black owner in the NFL. So. Okay. okay, Mr. Allen, I see. And obviously, I mean, that's pretty much everything that's around the NFL news um, that I saw. Uh, yeah, let me know any other news, y'all, how how y'all feel about the, uh, the news segments that currently are going around the NFL. As we transition into day 69 of Major League Baseball strike, uh, no progress has been made. Pretty much, I don't think you're going to get any. No, both sides aren't budging. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. As I sit back and I'm reading these articles and kind of trying to get both sides. I, I think both sides are kind of being a little now both be, both sides are getting petty. I understand the players and I know what the and the owners too. I mean the owners are gonna feel like what they feel like is is good and then then the players. because uh, I guess for me They, I, I don't really, I get what the players are trying to say, particularly when a younger player, they say they should feel like their market, their value early. But I've seen where you sign a guy and he to another team and he doesn't pan out. Like the, the Rays just gave Wander Franco an 11-year deal extension. So you're basically paying him on the potential of what he could be. So when he doesn't pan out, then what? You had another baseball player that played for the Red Sox, signed a $72 million deal for six years and did not get past AAA. Still sitting there, I think, to this day, I think. Um, the players have to kind of give up something, too. Um uh, I do think that Rob Manfred does is not really he's not done his job as commissioner. I do feel like the way how he cut off the the minor leagues was was a bit ridiculous, and also reducing the draft, which I thought was ridiculous, because um, they wanted the the Manfred and the owners wanted a immediate um, someone to a that was a third party, basically to hear both sides. The players weren't having it now. 
They're supposed to meet sometime this week. I think it's in Orlando. And I have a feeling no deal. Because next week start spring is the start of spring training. And something's gonna have to give. Me personally, I am fun. I I, I believe that a salary, there should be a salary cap. I do feel like players should know their value. Uh I just am not, I'm just me personally, I'm not giving no player. No 10, 12, 14 year deal contract. It just it they don't work and, and it's shown. Uh look at the Anaheim Angels. This past draft, they drafted nothing but pitchers. They're, they're like that's ridiculous. That tells me they have no farm system. Uh and then also, too, you could just turn around and cut a guy after signing him to 10 years. The last year of his contract. Well, we're gonna cut you. Thank you for your service. And you still have to pay that. Chris Davis, another example. So we'll see as the strike progresses, but I don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, really quick, Gerald Williams, he played with the Yankees and the Braves, um, passed away. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know he had cancer. Did not know that. So I'm definitely going to definitely send my thoughts and prayers to his family. Uh, we played what 14 years what was that? So 92 to 2005. Uh, I know you. The probably the most <laughs> probably the most memorable moment was uh, when he was with the Devil. When he's at the time they were called the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and they're playing the Boston Red Sox. And uh, Pedro Pedro Martinez is starting in this game, and Pedro. Threw one, threw one in the inside and hit Gerald in, the, in his left wrist. Right. This this is funny. So he hits it, he gets hit, and he looks at his wrist like this, and looks at Pedro, looks back at his wrist, and when Pedro Martinez is not looking, Gerald Williams whew, to the mouth and tried to and tried to cheat to get one on Pedro Martinez. Oh man, that was probably that was really good because the way he just looked at his wrist, like I know this month did not just hit me. Oh no, I'm definitely gonna get a piece. And uh, yeah, man. So uh, I definitely do know he became GM for the Rays. Um, so he definitely does. He definitely does get some credit for building a great foundation. You know, guys like Evan Longoria, Carl Crawford, uh, Sean Rodriguez. Oh man, uh, I think JP Arcevia. There so James Shields definitely definitely uh, played some role played a role in that. So he also played with the Brewers uh, and the Mets as well. So uh, thoughts and prayers to his family, man. Great, he was a good little baseball player. Definitely a great little baseball player. So my next subject topic. Oh, next segue into the next topic. Segment, not topic. I apologize. Next segment we're going to transition transition to is unsung African American heroes in sports. Where again, I highlight a African American, whether he was a he or she, whether they were a the first player, first GM, first GM, whatever, and a respected sport. Uh, so far, I did uh, Lucia Harris uh, before Cheryl Miller. 
She was Cheryl Miller. Larry Doby, uh, many people refer to him as the second guy behind Jackie Robinson to break the color barrier. And uh, this week, I am doing Mr. Don Barksdale. Uh, Don Barksdale, former basketball player. He played for the Baltimore at the time Bullets and the Boston Celtics. He was the first African-American to be named all NCAA All-American. He also was the first African-American to play on, on the 1948 Olympic team, the Summer Olympics. And then he also was the first to play in the NBA All-Star game. So uh, he had signed in 1951 with the Bullets. He was 28 years old at the time. So uh, unfortunately, before him, there was Nate, Nathaniel Clifton, Chuck Cooper, uh, Ernie Lloyd, and Hank DeZoni. They already had joined the NBA and night the year before 1950. So uh, he was he was to the NBA also game in 1953, and he was traded to the Boston Celtics. And by then, I think it was by 1955, his career was cut short by ankle injuries. He was announced, he, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, let me make sure I have this right. In I can't remember what year I forgot to put the year, but he was inducted into the Hall, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, really good career. So let's just really, just really quick, I pulled up his numbers. His first career, he averaged 11 points, uh, eight rebounds, and two assists a game. Uh, his best year was with the Baltimore Bullets. That was 1952. And yeah. So he was, I'm sorry, I wrote it down here, I wrote it wrong. So he was in the 2012 class. So he was as direct, he was the early African-American Pioneers Committee, and he was a contributor, inducted as a, as a contributor. So that is the great Don Barksdale. Uh, let's painfully transition into the NBA as I have to talk about the Washington Wizards. We got our ass kicked by the Phoenix Suns. Oh my God, ninety-five, eighty. So when are we gonna say something about it? I'm, just, you know what? I'm gonna walk away. I'll be right back because I'm scared. I'm gonna say something that might get me in trouble. Cause I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Another game where Bradley Bill did not play. And on top of that, Bradley Bill is off for the season because he got surgery on his wrist. <sighs> something something just told me we weren't going to win this game, even with without with even with, without Bradley Bill. Uh we had no answers. Um particularly like Like we like I, the the way that the way how we, we we lost by fifteen, just even getting to that point. Like first quarter, we were down by twelve. Going into halftime, we were down twenty seven. Going into the third quarter, thirty four points, and then lose by fifteen. What the hell was that? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Get it together. Y'all look like trash. Like, 
Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say. Like, it, it was so bad. I don't even think. Like, like I, I just wanted to just turn the game off. And I'm like, oh, okay. In garbage time. They break, they're, down, they're starting to come back. Then happen. I mean, DeAndre Ayton had 20 points, doubled 60 rebounds. He came he's coming off a, a, came off an ankle injury. I, I I mean, Chris Paul had 14. Cam Jordan, Cam Johnson, and Mike and McElroy just had 12 points apiece. I I, I mean, just disgusting. Let's look at this box score. Your leading scorer for the Wizards was Montrez Hero at 15. Collectively as a unit, we shot 36% from the field, 35% or 35% from the field. And once again, terribly from three, 21%. Compared to Phoenix. They shot a little over 26, a little under 26%, and they shot 40% from the field. These are the Washington Wizards. We we suck. I, I'm sorry. I, I I like we got what to the 10th for the NBA trade deadline. Can we please make a move? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how many more games I could watch. And then I damn sure knew we weren't going to win this game. Last night, we lost to the Miami Heat at home. We got dubbed 121 100. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs i just hope we can win a game another game what's that playing what the hell was that hey what the hell you freaking kidding me well I same thing. I I felt like we had we had it. I mean, once we're just not as a three point shooting team, we we are we are just terrible. Seven and thirty one from three. Um, what else? We had opportunities, and Miami took advantage of the turnovers. Just disappointing overall. Kyle Kuzma was disappointed, particularly Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie. They were disappointing. Then when he did when he finished up with a good four points, Kuz had what? 12, 13? I think it was 12. Um, the only person that actually showed like he actually cared playing basketball for the Wizards was Corey Casper, who had 21 points. I'm sorry, not 21, 20. I'm sorry. That was it. 
Aaron Holiday also looked good, and they had 14. Like, I, just embarrassing. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I just don't understand how we were 10 and 3 to now not even, not even making the playoffs. I mean, Miami from three.
All right, y'all, back. Uh, I do apologize for that. My laptop decided to act up. So um, as I was saying, but the Wizards, uh, we we suck. Uh, on top of that, we had the nerve. A uh, coach, one of our assistant coaches, some a heckler in the stands got to him, and there's a little confrontation there. Uh, coach West, you know, said, Sanjay, you got to the high road. Sometimes you do. It wasn't worth it. So um, that brings me to the Brooklyn Nets. We're not winning that game. The Brooklyn Nets are going to beat us tomorrow. Uh, beat us. I'm going to say like 115. It's going to be like 115. 98. Uh, let's transition to NBA news. Uh, really, not really much going on. Um, besides the trade deadline, I think we all know the big trades. Uh, CJ McCollum was traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans, uh, are getting a good player. Um, this is the end of the end of an era for Dame, Damian Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum. Like the wish, the wish was received. Um, it's just unfortunate that it had to end this way. Um, I wish CJ McCollum all the best. I think he's going to do well in Portland. I think this says a lot about the Portland Trailblazers as they uh, are prepared to move in a direction where they want to put around Damian Lillard. They're going to try to do everything in their power to keep him happy. Uh, the surprise trade. Uh, so DeMonta Sabonis is going to the Sacramento Kings for uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Keith. Uh, also Jeremy Lamb and um, I forgot his name now. His name escapes me. Hold on. Let me make sure I have this right. I'm trying to see where he was traded. Uh, hold on. Who was the third? Who was the, who was the other player in that trade? So uh, I think the, the the Kings won that trade. Uh, I wish Sabonis all the best. I wish that was the Wizards. We'll see. Um, for as the All Star game goes, uh, Lamelo Ball. DeJounte Murray, it's a couple other guys that were labeled as replacements for the game. So I want to wish those guys all the best uh, as they go forward for this all-star game. Uh, Greg Popovich also needs to be the first coach to get to 1500, win 1,500 games as a head coach. 
always been a fan of Greg Popovich. Um, I wish him the best. Uh, I know he's a future Hall of, Hall of Famer. Uh, unfortunately, these last few years with the Spurs have been tough. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think it's not really him. I think they've – this is an example of failing to grow up with the times as uh, it's shown. So he's definitely a first battle Hall of Famer in my book. So he's a coach pop on, on getting to a, a, a huge milestone like that. So um, really quick, let me – Okay. Um, I don't know why that's – there we go. So uh, I do apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. I am really trying to work out through these, these technical difficulties, but I'm just going to work with what I got. So uh, I'm going to say Trey Young is going to win the three-point contest. Guaranteed! Let's transition to Maryland basketball. Uh, this is probably one of the most painful uh, – games for the men as we watch them lose to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, the final score, 80-65. I'm sorry, that's not – I'm sorry. Wrong uh, score. 82-62 Ohio State Buckeyes. What the hell was that? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Get it together. Y'all look like trash. Well, I can officially say that Maryland Terps are not going to make March Madness. Um, just not a good team this year. And it clearly has shown. Um, we now have, as of now, as of today, eight games left to get above 500. Um, we have Iowa this Thursday. Then we got Purdue, Nebraska, Penn State, Indiana again, Ohio State again, Minnesota, and Michigan State. Um, I'm 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 done with with the Terps for now. Uh, I I just I can't. I'm looking at the box score. Dante Scott pretty much was the only one that really showed a pulse. He had 20 points. Uh, he shot sixty percent from the field. Uh, he was also four or six from three. Um, up until uh, Mister, up until what about the? I say about the 
about 11 minutes left, about 10 minutes left in the game. The only person that <clears throat> cracked double digits was Fats Russell. Everybody else was nowhere to be found. Terribly disappointing. There's no, there's just no, no identity. Um, excuse me. Um, you know, just shooting below as a collusive unit, shooting below 40% from the field. Only six out of 20 to threes that <clears throat> they shot. Just terrible. Ohio State, they shot 62% from the field and 35% from three. That's not going to win you basketball games, ladies and gentlemen. You don't play defense, and you're not making shots. It's been evident the whole season. I <clears throat> terribly disappointing with this with these uh, with the fellas. Um, when Mark Turgeon left, I didn't think it would be that bad, and it's shown. It's just been bad. So, um, <clears throat> I just don't understand it. I mean. Just in that second half, I mean, just they're not hitting shots. I mean, they're, they're just they're forcing shots. It just it was just overall just bad, just bad. Um, and I I don't and I don't expect them to be Iowa. I I really don't. Um, <clears throat> I say Iowa beats Maryland. 8260. I can't. Let's transition to the ladies. Uh we we played we played Nebraska senior night. Won a five-game win streak. Congratulations, ladies. 8065. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh Chloe Bibby, Katie Benzen, uh Chinese Lewis, and um Zoe Young, all seniors. So uh, this is their last year. They get ready to graduate. Ashley Wansu did not play. Um, so we did see her out there, not out there, but on the bench <clears throat> with a boot. So according to Coach Free, she's day-to-day. Uh, great game. Great game. I told you the biggest thing was they got to get out, go start getting off, get out. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. They had to get out early for the game. They had to get off going early. I thought the defense did a spectacular job. Um, but it also, too, starts with the offense. I think that's the key. We're winning games. <clears throat> that's all that matters to me. We're, we're, we're clicking on all cylinders of the basketball. You got to play defense and you got to make shots. A um, couple of things here in my notes. We only turned the ball over one time in that first quarter um, where we made Nebraska turn the ball over six. I apologize if it looks like I'm crying. There's been something is in my throat. I think my signs are acting up. Uh, what else? Chloe Bibby. Chloe B had 21 points. She looked really good. Uh, she can have a good game on the offensive side of the ball. It's just finding her shot, helping her create her own shot. I think those are the keys. Um, 
this this late this lady surf team was the one the team I've been looking for the whole season. Uh, I understand with all the injuries, everybody just has to just step up when it's needed. Can't take anything away from the fact that yes, we didn't have Ashley out there because she's 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 the floor general, and. Um, we can't we, we can't sneeze at the, no one should take a, take anything away from this win, but those girls these girls can play regardless of injuries. Say what you want, they will still go out there and give you hundred and twenty percent. Now, <clears throat> as far as the ladies go, we also have eight games left. Um, I'm kind of curious to see where we are. We actually just got back in the top 15 in terms of where we of the ranking. So it was kind of a little, look a little bad there for a little bit. Um, we play Iowa and the biggest, excuse me, thing I'm looking for in this game, we're going against Caitlin Clark. Okay. Caitlin Clark can play. Um, number one, they're ranked 21. Then we got Ohio State after that, Michigan, um, and then Indiana. Uh, with we lost to Michigan and Indiana, we were outscored like 234, 200, something like that. Um, I don't know what the Hawkeyes are gonna look like, okay? Um, but I'm expecting high energy. I'm also expecting effort. Look, <clears throat> that game against against Nebraska, they brought it all. They left it all all out there on the floor. They have they have all the players. They have the energy. It starts on the defensive side of the ball. Force turnovers. Play perimeter defense, and let's take and, and let's turn those turn let's make let's make those turnovers into points. I think that's the key. For us, we also cannot turn the ball over because that's one thing that stands out against me against late, with Lady Turks. They, they turn the ball over a bit much. Um, and I'm expecting, you know, our potential player of the year to step up. I'm looking for Angel Reese to have a big game. I'm looking for uh, <clears throat> Chloe Bibby. I'm looking for these girls to step up. I know we're not going to have Ashley out there. So regardless, no, those 40 minutes, these Lady Turks are going to give you Nothing but the best basketball ever um, that they can give you. So I'm going to say uh, we're going to surprise the Hawkeyes 89-79. Guaranteed. So um, that's what's really going on uh, with the Maryland with the with the Mar- with Maryland basketball. Uh, the only the, the lady terps are the only ones that the only ones that are going to make March Madness. I can't see anybody else uh, really making anything else because the men disappointing. Let's transition into Towson basketball. Uh, the Towson Tigers. We are coming off a surprising loss to Northeastern. The final score was 
We play William and Mary on Thursday. That's a home game for us. You know, CBS Sports Network. Definitely going to tune into that game. I'll be at work, so I'll definitely be watching that for sure. Uh, <clears throat> we will beat William and Mary 77-56. Guaranteed! Uh, we're also going to just really quick for the men. We're now 17 and seven on the year. Uh, that snaps our little winning streak. We were on a roll there for a minute. We were on a one, two, three, three game winning streak plus a suspended game. Uh, eight and three on the in the conference, eight and two at home, eight and four on the road, and we're 500 and against neutral opponents. The Towson Tigers, the men, will make March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. Let's transition for the ladies uh, as they're coming off a win against Elon State. Final score is 62-52. The next game, they play the University of Delaware. Uh, That should be a good game. This game was actually postponed. We were supposed to play them last month of January on the Sunday. Uh, Now we're starting to make up for some of the games we couldn't play. So... I see we have Drexel at the end. Uh, let's see, we got yeah. Let's see, we got Delaware twice, and University of North Carolina at Wilmington, Charleston College of Charleston, Hofstra. So, little bit making up some of these games. So, we're seventeen and four. We're on a five-game win streak. We are a good home team. We're nine and zero on the year at home. We're eight and two in the conference. We're six and four away from home, and we're two and zero against neutral opponents. The Lady Tigers will also make March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. Guaranteed. Let's transition into the WNBA. So, I'm going to be really brief with this. We're week two of the free agency. Uh, as of after Friday. Uh, the Chicago Sky, they signed Crystal Bradford. I think it's a good pickup. Great player off the bench. Great energy. Surprising trade uh, was the Atlanta Dream traded Kennedy Carter for Erica Wheeler. The 2022 second-round pick and the first-round pick, the first-round pick 2023 for Kennedy Carter in the draft rights for Lee Yuru. Where's my clip? I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Or act like I know this was coming because I did it. The Los Angeles Sparks are getting a great player. Um, I've always believed in Kennedy Carter since her days at Texas A&M. I feel like whatever happened last year, I still feel like that truly, really, truly wasn't addressed. And I think it's a good opportunity, a good change of scenery for, for Kennedy. Uh, so she's going to do well in, in, in Los Angeles. I mean, they got a good foundation core. They got the Aguma K sisters, Taya Cooper. Uh, they just actually just signed Liz Cambay. She verbally committed to signing the, to signing with the, <clears throat> with the Sparks. Uh As far as the Sparks, they signed Jordan Canada, so she's going back home. 
the Minnesota Lynx, they re-signed Rachel Bannum and Lachey Clarendon. They actually had a little under 100,000, according to Her Hoops uh, stats. 100,000, they signed it, and they actually just have, they used the rest of the cap up to sign those girls. So, uh, the Minnesota Lynx have their squad. Uh, painfully, uh, my girl, Alana Coates, a.k.a. Lele, signed with the Indiana Fever. Congratulations! Oh, 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 oh my God. Did not see that coming. She signed a training camp contract. They signed Victoria Vivians to a training camp contract. Like, what the hell? Really? Come on. Um, I'm happy for Elena. I'm glad she's back in the W. Uh, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I just want to say this really quick. I definitely think we need to take a step back and understand that every athlete grows and matures their games differently. This notion that you can come in out of college, whether you're the number one, the second overall pick, the first overall pick, or the fourth, fifth overall pick, and expect to do X, Y, and Z in a seat like, like that is ridiculous. Um, let's let's understand when she was drafted out of the you know University of South Carolina, uh, she did not play her rookie year. That year, ladies and gentlemen, she got hurt and in and, and, and March Madness. So she missed the whole season. Uh, she went overseas and then you know around that time she had lost her she had lost her father. So she's bounced she's been bounced around the league. She played for the Lynx. She's played for the Dream and she was with us last year. Uh, not last year, but 2020. Excuse me. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen the potential where she could be. I've seen where she can be, where she can bring to this league. My just biggest criticism is that I don't think we value. I feel like the, I feel like you can see again. I understand it's 144 slots. It's kind of like, I get it, it's a part of business, but sometimes. When I say trust your eyes, trust your eyes. And you got a boatload of talent. And she could really bring – and she I'm not get telling you she's, she's going to average 30 points a game. She's going to give you high energy, whether she's coming off the bench or starting. I mean, she was overseas in Turkey. And, and from the games that I've seen, she's back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't sleep on that. Because um, if y'all know me, I've been on the record. I have been advocating for her and Kalani Brown to be on the WNBA roster. And I'm happy. It's just I'm sad that she's not in a mystic uniform. So welcome back, Elena Coates. And on top of that, Kia Nurse resigned with the Phoenix Mercury. With your oh, children. my God. So, yeah, that's pretty much what's happened around the WNBA. Uh, I did write an article on bulletsforever.com. It's a blog, spot, it's blog website for the Wizards and the Mystics. And uh, wrote an article how I felt about Tina Charles leaving. So I'll leave that in the description. So definitely be sure to check that out. So we're going to transition into Athletes Unlimited we're now at week three. We're going to read really, really, real quick recap week two. Uh, Team Harrison painfully beat Team Cloud. Uh, they had a bet. Whoever won that game would have to wear the captain's shirt. And 
I get I responded on Twitter that Team Cloud would beat Team Harrison, and the final score was 95. 89. Uh, what? What? And you got to be kidding me. Uh, team Russell lost to Team Harrison 74-100. And Team Brown beat Team Cloud 97-84. Let me take this opportunity real quick to also give really quick Tiana Hawkins, former Maryland Turk, by the way, and welcome back to the Washington Mystics, Tiana. Went off. Not only did she set the record for the most points with an athlete's unlimited, the next night broke her record. Like, I cannot tell you. Like, she's coming back. I, I, I cannot wait until the season, man. She really, really looks good out there. Um, I do feel like from a standpoint, I don't know why Atlanta decided to waive her, which made no sense. I mean, they're getting a great to me. She's a she can shoot the three. She's a good wing defender. Um, but I feel like again with Atlanta, it was probably it was best time for a change. So uh I wish I'm happy she's back, but those two games, man, that la the, the team Brown versus Team Cloud game went off. I think she had what 40 points. In that game, well, I, I just that's crazy. So, shout out to Tiana Hawkins, man. So, uh, we are going to get into week three, uh, for Athletes Unlimited. So, because how week three, how the each week, whoever in the league who on the leaderboard of most points in the top four, your team captains, and I'm not surprised that three out of the four team captains are your team captains for week three. Where's my clip? I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Or act like I know this was coming because I did it. Team Brown, she, her draft looked like this. She picked with the number one, with her first pick, she picked Taj Cole, Jantel Lavender with the second, Mimi Jackson, Lauren Manis, Dominique Wilson, Amani McGee Stafford, Brittany Carter, Antoinette Bannister, Takora Larry, Becca Juan Taylor. Team Cloud, Dejanae Carrington, Kalani Brown, Essence Carson, Kiki Harrigan, Drew Edelman, Lauren Mincy, Kelsey Mitchell, who, by the way, is with Team USA for the FIBA game. Shot to Kelsey Mitchell. CeCe Andrews, Shannon McCallum, Tina Roy. And then Team Harrison, Courtney Williams, Odyssey Sims, Nikki Green, Kirby Buckholder, Danny Green, Ty Young, Majori Butler, Brianna Jackson, Takoya, Takara Ross, Grace Hunter. And painfully, I think this actually might be a sleeper. This might be a sleeping team, sleeper team. But Team Hawkins, Sydney Colston, Mercedes Russell, Destiny Walker, Jessica Custer, Rebecca Harris, Danielle L. McCray, Air Hearn, Akila Mays, Antoinette Thompson and Chelsea Phillips. So definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Really quick, let's take this opportunity.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I had to get my other phone because I can't do two things at once on one phone because I'm trying to pull up the the scores uh, for at the, the this week unlimited basketball schedule. So for week three, let's get the guarantee button out. Week three, we've got Team Cloud versus Team Brown. That game will be on YouTube. Check that out. I'm going to say Team Cloud beats Team Brown 95-89. Guaranteed. Uh, that game's at 630, ladies and gentlemen. And then the second game of the night, this is going to be on Bali Sports Network. Team Hawkins versus Team Harrison. I'm going to say Team Harrison beats Team Hawkins 89-77. Guaranteed. Then we got next week on Fox Sports. Two, you got Team Harrison versus Team Brown. Team Brown is beating Team Harrison 88-84. Then you got Team Cloud versus Team Hawkins on the 11th. That the, the, the Team Harrison Brown <clears throat> Team Harrison versus Team Brown is at seven o'clock. Then you got Team Cloud versus Team Hawkins, 9.30 on Fox on Fox Sports. I'm going to pull an upset here. I'm going to say Team Hawkins is going to upset Team Cloud. 83-77. Guaranteed. Then you got Team Harrison versus Team Cloud on Fox Sports. This is all, So those two games are going to be on the 11th of February this month and then on the 12th we've got at 7 30 team harrison versus t cloud this is also going to be on fox sports 2 channel 2 uh team cloud ooh, i'm gonna say team cloud <sighs> 91 82 yeah! And then Team Brown versus Team Hawkins close it out on Bali Sports Network. That's a 10-30 game. I'm going to say Team Brown 94-81. So that's week three. Definitely, y'all, check these games out, man. Great basketball. You don't want to miss it. It's really good. Uh, I've been I've been really really enjoying watching these watching these these forty four women definitely play. Uh, they're definitely building something going forward. I, I'll be I'll be honest with you. At first, I was a little skeptical of the league, uh, but they've 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 definitely they definitely got a fan. The only thing is, I have some. I, I must I must save that until after. After uh, the after athletes unlimited basketball is over, so definitely check it out. Fox Sports Two, YouTube, and Bali Sports Network. So definitely check it out. 
Um, with that being said, I want to close it out um, on a good note. Uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties. I was not expecting any of this to happen, but that is a part of life. Uh, you're always going to have uh, some bumps in the road, and that is okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was watching a uh, testimony uh, by one Ali Ali Woodson, former uh, lead singer for The Temptations. I know what you're going to say. Nathan, what do you know about The Temptations? Yeah, I know Treat Her Like a Lady. Uh, a couple other songs by them. I, I like some of the stuff in the 80s The Temptations did with him as lead singer. But uh, in his testimony, he had talked about how he survived throat cancer three times. Uh, and during, during those times, uh, particularly the, the, after the third surgery, he had, uh, his doctor kept looking at the, he said, kept looking at the tape and looking over and over and over again. And he comes back and he goes, well, well, doc, what is it? And uh, he said, there's nothing there. And he really, really, really point to the fact that during that time, you know, healing and restoration, um, you know, he, he mentioned that his wife, he called her a praying wife, just prayed, just, you know, for God to just heal and restore him. And to see, unfortunately, he passed away. He suffered from a bout of leukemia, cancer, um, a few year, uh, years ago. And uh, I'm gonna leave that link in the description for y'all because just to hear, just hear his story, and just to see what God did for him. It's the same message I want to pass on to each and every one of you that are list that are watching. God will never lead you astray. He will always be by your side no matter what. As someone who shared, you know, their testimony, what God has done for me. We just had to take the 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 opportunity to just to thank God for what He's done for our lives. And Take, take moments to just reflect on what he's done for us as individuals. Uh, we have to live day by day. We have to live for him. Because uh, he died on the cross for our sins. And it's, it's just so, it was so so touching to hear, to hear how he, he, he spoke in, for someone that, for him to have survived throat cancer three times, and on the fourth time when he goes back to the doctor's office and goes, "There's nothing there." That's that's God. That's putting faith, putting his trust in it, and letting it be in God's hands. And he a wonderful singer. A uh, couple songs. I mean, if you take a listen to it, him and the him and the him and the Temptations, he he can sing. Um, 
but my, my point is to say all to say all that is is just take this take just take some time and just reflect on what God has done for you and just continue to make this life that we are given live it to the fullest for him not because of him for him because we all live we all live for for, for Jesus and you know one day when we're all called to be with him again look back reflect and said wow he he did a lot for me if it wasn't for him i wouldn't know where i'd be you know i've had a lot of people tell me i remember i was in for example in elementary school a lot of people told my parents oh he's going to struggle when he gets to middle school watch out for him you know he's not X, Y, and Z. I got to middle school just fine. When he gets to high school, oh, he's he's going to be another statistic. He's going to be, he's not going to do well. Best year of my high school year is junior year, where I made the honor roll the whole school year. Graduated with a high school diploma. I go to a community college. Well, he's not ready for a four-year a four-year college. He's he should th- he should think about looking to do something in trade. Got my associate's degree. Currently working on my, on my bachelor's. Next goal is to work on the master's. PhD, that's that's years. That's like when Nathan turns 50, 60 years old. <laughs> so I mean, look, the vision's there. God has the vision for us. He has the blueprint. We just have to follow it. And we just have to trust and believe in him. And just keep the faith, stay strong, and just continue just to thank God for what he's done for you and for for, for us. So um, with that being said, it's going to conclude episode 20 of the podcast. Again, I do apologize for the technical difficulties. This will not happen again. I'll make sure this is all straightened out by the next episode. Uh, but it's all about being part of being flexible, right? So um Give it, be sure to like this episode, like, comment, subscribe, along with notification bells on. Y'all let me know y'all thoughts on the topics that we talked about. Uh, I will have this episode timestamped, except for that little blur where I went out. Um, but until then, like I said, I'm going to leave that testimony in the description below. And I'm also going to leave my article that I talked about on the, on the mystics in the description below. Uh, but with that being said, I'm out. Y'all have a good night. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday here in the East Coast. It's still 930 in the West. But y'all have a good night. Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.
Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.